digital only light truth and our walk with jesus christ by elder ulysses suarez of the quorum of the twelve apostles consider three strategies that will help you to walk in the light and discern truth without being deceived seek light the inspired lyrics of the beautiful song i will walk with jesus are an invitation for profound reflection jesus walked in wisdom jesus grew in truth he showed love to god and man while in his youth jesus wants to guide me jesus shows the way calling me to come and walk with him each day i can grow like jesus i will try each day promising to walk his path and there to stay standing by my savior safe within his care step by step i'll follow and his love i'll share i will trust in jesus i will hear his call he will never leave me even when i fall jesus gives me power lifts and comforts me helping me to live and grow eternally as i walk with jesus to my home above he will bless me with his spirit and fill me with his love change my heart forever and help me clearly see i will walk with jesus and he will walk with me truly there is no greater more thrilling and more soul ennobling challenge than learning how to walk with the lord and simultaneously receiving the magnificent blessing of having him walk with us consider the prophet enoch as he grew in faith and understanding enoch was taught in all the ways of god so great was his faith and so powerful was his language that he helped each member in his community to repent and experience for themselves the light and truth that come from obeying the commandments their transformation and conversion were so great that they walked with the lord and were later taken into heaven enoch sought for light and truth in his life and he was invited to walk with jesus see moses chapters 6 and 7. let's consider how our search for light and truth in our daily lives can help us walk with jesus according to the scriptures light is divine energy power or influence that proceeds from god through christ and gives life and light to all things it also helps god's children understand gospel truths and helps to put them on the gospel path that leads to salvation the book of mormon prophet abinadi explained that jesus christ is the light and the life of the world yea a light that is endless that can never be darkened mosiah 16 9. the savior declared i am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life john 8 12. therefore as we seek for light in our lives we are seeking christ as we seek christ and embrace his light we become his children children of light first thessalonians 5 5. children of light let their light shine so that others may see their good works and glorify our father in heaven matthew 5 16. that pursuit leads us to do good in life 
and gives us the promise that we shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. As we continue on this path of walking in Jesus' holy light, we learn, grow, and gain even more light. There is a pattern of gaining light as we walk with Jesus, and in turn Jesus walks with each of us individually by blessing us to always have His Spirit to be with us. Doctrine and Covenants 20, 77. This is the exact promise the Lord made to Enoch, And thou shalt abide in me, and I in you. Therefore walk with me. Moses 6, 34. Seek Truth Now let's turn our attention to truth. The Lord revealed to Joseph Smith that Truth is knowledge of things as they are and as they were and as they are to come, D.N.C. 93.24. The prophet Joseph Smith once taught, Knowledge is necessary to life and godliness. Knowledge is revelation. Hear, all ye brethren, this grand key. Knowledge is the power of God unto salvation. The Lord said, the Spirit of Truth is of God. I am the Spirit of Truth, and John bore record of me, saying, He received a fullness of truth, yea, even of all truth. And no man receiveth a fullness, unless he keepeth his commandments. D.N.C. 93, verses 26 and 27. Brothers and sisters, in this context, Truth relates to light, knowledge, and revelations from heaven, and is consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. There is power in truth, because the truth shall make us free. John 8.32 Therefore, truth enables us to see clearly, discern, and avoid deception, and set a course through the uncertainties of our day. In fact, we should always be searching for truth in our lives in one way or another. The second and fourth verses of the hymn, O Say What Is Truth, are very instructive in framing the importance of our search for truth. Yes, say what is truth. Tis the brightest prize to which mortals or gods can aspire. Go search in the depths where it glittering lies, or ascend in pursuit to the loftiest skies. Tis an aim for the noblest desire. Then say, what is truth? Tis the last and the first, for the limits of time it steps o'er. Though the heavens depart and the earth's fountains burst, truth, the sum of existence, will weather the worst, eternal, unchanged, evermore. We live in marvelous times, when the world is filled with more information than ever before, yet it has never been harder to discern the truth. We live in a world with differing views, loud and divisive opinions, and subtle philosophies that often come from self-declared experts and influencers, many of whom may be shouting from the dark recesses of the Internet. Online, there is a seemingly never-ending assault leveled against truth. The American president, Abraham Lincoln, liked to engage with his audiences and would often use riddles and humor when he spoke. One story goes that he asked an audience how many legs a dog would have if the tail were counted as a leg. When they said five, he responded that the answer was four, 
because calling the tail a leg did not make it so. There really is such a thing as truth, no matter how many people like and share their truth or how many social influencers confirm it, the truth is that a tail is not, and cannot be, a leg. Lincoln's riddle signifies the difference between my truth and the absolute truth. Satan is the master of draining the meaning out of words, changing definitions and distorting reality. Many people online seem to get away with a lot by changing the definition of something, but arbitrarily changing definitions won't change reality or what is actually true. In one sense, the standard of truth for the world has become relative to what feels good. Any questioning of one's own truth as defined by them for themselves is taken as controversial and a personal attack. Information without a standard, and with the absence of light and truth, creates an alternate reality. Consider, for example, the many rabbit holes you've gone down, as the algorithms of the Internet have shown more and more content and information based on your clicks and likes. The more you click on something, the more the algorithms of the Internet show similar content. Not in pursuit of truth, but in order to improve advertising and revenue. For example, if you click on dog videos, you may soon think that everyone loves dogs and has a dog, and that the Internet was actually created by a dog for dog lovers. The Internet will show you an ever-increasing number of these images and advertisements, to the point that you might start to think that you really need a dog. In today's world, you might be able to walk with incredibly powerful technology in your pocket or backpack, but you cannot simply ask technology for light and truth. Walking with technology, even with its amazing capabilities, should never be confused with walking with Jesus. Relying on our walk with worldly voices and earthly sources can leave us vulnerable to false philosophies and untruths. These things may be appealing to us, but they do not represent the truth. Our dear prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, once taught, Truth is truth. Some things are simply true. The arbiter of truth is God, not your favorite social media newsfeed. And before him many years ago, President Spencer W. Kimball, who was the prophet during my days as a university student, also taught that absolute truth cannot be altered by the opinions of men. Brothers and sisters, absolute truth exists in a world that increasingly disdains and dismisses absolutes. Walk with Jesus Christ Our quest in life is to seek for light and truth and to walk with our Savior and to receive the magnificent blessing of having Him walk with us, despite the darkness that exists in the world today. President Nelson has counseled, Now please hear me when I say, Do not be led astray by those whose doubts may be fueled by things you cannot see in their lives. He also invited us to bring light and truth into our testimonies. I plead with you to take charge of your testimony. Work for it. Own it, care for it, nurture it so that it will grow. Feed it truth. 
don't pollute it with the false philosophies of unbelieving men and women, and then wonder why your testimony is waning. These counsels are indeed an invitation to walk with Jesus, so that Jesus can walk with us. How can we walk in the light and discern the truth without being deceived by relative truths that are advocated by people who are disaffected from divine and absolute truth? May I offer some strategies based on what I have learned from our prophets' inspired teachings and through my own life experience? Study the Book of Mormon regularly. First, ask God for inspiration on how to balance your busy schedule so you can spend time studying the Book of Mormon regularly. The truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ are taught most clearly and powerfully in the Book of Mormon. This sacred record of scriptures was a fundamental milestone in the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this dispensation, following the visitation of God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ to Joseph Smith. The Book of Mormon testifies of God's true and perfect love for His children, Jesus Christ's selfless and divine atoning sacrifice, and the Savior's crowning ministry among the Nephites soon after His resurrection. The Book of Mormon contains the answers to life's most compelling questions, and it teaches the doctrine of Christ. As our dear prophet President Nelson has taught, the truths contained in this book have the power to heal, comfort, restore, succor, strengthen, console, and cheer our souls. Consider the prophet's promises for those who take the time to study this marvelous book of Scripture. As you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. As you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open, and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life. As you daily immerse yourself in the Book of Mormon, you can be immunized against the evils of the day. Spending time in the Book of Mormon will guide you to Jesus Christ and fill you with inspiration and revelation for your life. It will fill your soul with light and help you discern truth. I read the Book of Mormon from cover to cover for the first time when I was a young seminary student. I still remember the warm feeling that swelled in my soul, filled my heart, enlightened my understanding, and became more and more delightful as described by Alma, when he preached the word of God to his people. That feeling and additional light and truth with which the Lord saw fit to bless me eventually turned into knowledge that took root in my heart and became the foundation of my testimony. The Book of Mormon is the keystone that sustains my faith in the Lord and my testimony of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It is one of the cornerstones that strengthens my witness of the truth of Christ's divine atoning sacrifice. It is my shield against the adversary's attempts to weaken my faith and instill disbelief and darkness in my mind. It gives me courage to boldly declare my testimony of the light and truth of the Savior to the world. I promise you that as you prayerfully and consistently study the Book of Mormon, you will find light and truth in your life, and you will come closer to our Savior Jesus Christ and learn how to walk with Him. Spend more time in the Lord's temples. 
The second strategy is to spend more time with the Lord in his temples. Since President Nelson's first address to the whole church in January 2018, he has focused many of his teachings on the important role that the temple and its sacred ordinances and covenants play in our lives. Here is what he taught on that occasion. The end for which each of us strives is to be endowed with power in a house of the Lord, sealed as families, faithful to covenants made in a temple that qualify us for the greatest gift of God, that of eternal life. Your worship in the temple and your service there for your ancestors will bless you with increased personal revelation and peace and will fortify your commitment to stay on the covenant path. What does this mean for us? Here's President Nelson's answer to this question. Our need to be in the temple on a regular basis has never been greater. I plead with you to take a prayerful look at how you spend your time. Invest time in your future and in that of your family. If you have reasonable access to a temple, I urge you to find a way to make an appointment regularly with the Lord, to be in His holy house. Then keep that appointment with exactness and joy. I promise you that the Lord will bring the miracles He knows you need as you make sacrifices to serve and worship in His temples. Brothers and sisters, this answer is an invitation to refocus our priorities in our lives and include the temple as one of them. Temples are literally houses of the Lord, And when we are there, focused on worshiping Him and seeking for His light and truth, we can feel a distinct impression that we have left the earth behind, and the lone and dreary world is distant from our mind. We feel completely immune to any evil influence from the world. Temples are places of revelation, instruction, and refuge from the spiritual storms we face in our day. I invite you to consider ways to make time for the Lord in His temples. Come and place your burdens before Him in His holy house. And I promise you that you will be filled with a new spirit and confidence in the future. The Lord will hold you, cradle you, and lead you step by step along the path to walk with Him. In the temple, we learn the truths of eternity and receive more light as we draw nearer to Jesus and learn how to walk with Him. Follow the words of our living prophets. The third strategy I offer you is to follow the words of our living prophets. My friends, we are blessed to be led by prophets who are inspired men called to speak for the Lord. They are called to make known God's will and His true character through their teachings. We can always trust the living prophets. Their teachings reflect the will of the Lord, who declared, And the voice of warning shall be unto all people, by the mouths of my disciples, whom I have chosen in these last days. In Second Chronicles in the Old Testament we read, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Having living prophets in our day is a sign of God's love for His children. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles touched my heart in a very special way at a time when I was in desperate need of comfort. After I received this overwhelming calling to become an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, Elder Holland was the first person to call me. 
I immediately recognized his distinct, powerful voice on the other end of the line and felt of his and God's love for me. I recognized Elder Holland's voice as the voice of one of the Savior's servants, and it provided me great comfort and confidence in an overwhelming moment. That is what prophets and apostles do. You do not need to have a personal phone call from one of the Lord's prophets to feel God's love for you. You can feel God's love by simply following their teachings. I invite you, my young friends, to recognize and know their voices and to follow their inspired counsel, which will lead you to light and truth. They are ordained to reveal the Lord's mind and heart. Our greatest safety lies in following the word of the Lord given through his prophets, particularly the current president of the church. I promise that as you walk with and listen to Latter-day Prophets and Apostles, you will find yourself walking more with Jesus. A truly glorious event in the history of humankind that occurred in Bethlehem of Judea was the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. His birth, life, and atoning sacrifice literally brought light and truth to the world. He himself declared, Behold, I am Jesus Christ, whom the prophets testified shall come into the world. And behold, I am the light and the life of the world. 3 Nephi 11, verses 10 and 11. I like the counsel that Paul the Apostle gave the Thessalonian saints. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you are the children of light. You have the light of Christ, as well as the guiding light that comes through the gift of the Holy Ghost. Always, always walk in that light, which will lead you to truth and enable you to walk with Jesus Christ. As we embrace the light and truth of the Savior, we will be able to follow His footsteps and listen for the sound of His sandaled feet and learn how to walk with Him. I pray that each of us will be able to declare with great joy, I will walk with Jesus and then confidently say, He will walk with me. Walking with Him is the road best traveled. I testify that Jesus Christ lives, and that His perfect love is extended to all who come unto Him. He is always near, patiently waiting for us when we are weary by the way, and forever walking with us, wherever we may be. From a Brigham Young University devotional, given on December 12, 2022. Read by Scott Christopher.